this time yeah yeah <laughs> i swear but they're way better last time yeah i mean it was funny because i i had to adjust to take the reverb off like well the d reverb thing off the so d verb the d verb um the d verb about the reverb the d verb about the reverb Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. the Pittsburghs and Pittsburgh. Pittsburghs and Pittsburgh. i was kind of upset um that we didn't really refer to that for a great Kevin Pollock role. Oh no, we didn't. Yeah, on that episode, uh, what grumpy, was old he in? Man. Grumpy, grumpy old, old man. man. Why is he in that movie? Last week <laughs> we uh, talked about for Adam's family. A name dropped. Phil, the manager, was in Adam's family. But at least there was no. that thing you do, you know, um, a reference. Now this episode, there might not be. It might not be that thing you do reference. There will be me just talking about something that's way better than this film. I'm already shaking my head. <laughs> One of the main stars is it's also it's also a uh, music related film, but you know that's besides the point. Phil, how are you doing? Besides. Welcome to the uh, Top Presented. Hey, you know they can't believe the Prince the cinema. Trump. We have a podcast team. <laughs> the one Jonathan and the one Phil and Stevie and Stevie in the background and the background. Yeah, do you love it? Fucking love it. You love this movie. You know what I did love, Phil? What? My director, what my director boy's movie. Oh Ooh. my god. Whoa boy. Oh. We haven't really caught up yet. I just said let's hit record. Yeah, let's so do it. So let's debrief how you feeling, Phil. You you're, you had your first successful premiere of your film. Well, preview yeah. premiere thing, you know. It was good. It was honestly it was quite overwhelming. And I've been kinda feeling a little weird. <laughs> coming down off it i don't know maybe just not know how to process it yeah relieved that i got to finally share it yeah man. been in my head for four years so it's nice to finally <laughs> get it out a little bit and it felt like the beginning of being able to like move on even though i haven't really started showing it but i mean all the stars were out it was a magical evening um yeah. signs were up posters were up everybody was really nice too nice if i may say everybody was too nice to me <laughs> I didn't get any notes. I didn't get any criticisms. What am I supposed to do with that? Ridiculous. It was good, man. It no, good. thank you. No, people seem to like it. Um, yeah. Which is good, which I was... It's hard. I'll never be able to watch it like that, right? I'll always just sit and watch and look at my perceived, quote-unquote, flaws of it. The things I wish I could have done differently or could be better. But people watching it don't 
me any of that. Don't know any of that, right? Like, I imagined the same with your music, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, oh, that song was like, oh, yeah. I wanted to do that with it. And I, you know, but nobody knowed that. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. They just hear what's in front of them. Um, but I'm glad it was good. I think you had, I think you had a similar experience to me where, uh, you know, every time we're on screen, it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to watch this. And then yeah. everything else is great. Yeah, I was like so surprised because I was telling you that I was just like, oh, I'm going to be so hyper aware of like everybody <laughs> and everything in this, like just like knowing everyone and it's, it's just going to be weird. But like, as I was like, I want to turn my brain off. I want to like look at this just like, you know, just objectively, just like watch this film, like, you know, and um, I did though. That was a thing, but it was like also really funny. It was just incredibly real. Like it was, <laughs> and it's so good. Like, and I can only like, you know, I can't imagine how it's going to play to people who don't know like the, you know, the secrets of the sauce to Prince Charles <laughs> yeah. Cinema, which this film oh, heavily like, you know, plays with. But I still think it's going to play really well with people. And I know like, you know, shout out to Malcolm, shout out Malcolm, a long time listener. Uh, Malcolm was there and I saw him tweeting about it like uh, yeah that he really and he set me it. up he set me up with a TMDB page Ooh. and he asked me about it and I was like I don't know what that is and he was like <laughs> I was like is that like IMDB and he's like kind of but it like it don't propagate like it matches with other sites so it linked with like Letterboxd so now the film is on Letterboxd like for people to review and stuff and yeah. a bunch of other things. Um, but yeah, shout out Michael, you're very nice. Yeah. There and keep doing stuff for me. And I misspelled his name in the credits. Oh, I feel bad about that. No. What do you spell it bad. like? I missed out an L. Oh. I was like Malcolm. Malcolm. It will change, don't worry. Malcolm. <laughs> uh, well, yes. yeah, I Thank mean, you. but it's great though, you know, and the film was awesome and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I mean, it was awkward seeing myself at times but you know. didn't get a break either like well like me because i'm in a I'm most of the movie spoilers but like you have a good handful of scenes but then when you're not on camera your voice can be heard <laughs> yeah. you know because a lot of tall music a lot of in my there. music in it yeah you know, yeah so which no, was okay. cool I, were, I, were there any points where you're like is that that song or did you like not even notice no when like songs were playing I, I did notice, but it was like, I liked the way it was like mixed into the film. Like it was, but it made me laugh. Cause I was just like, man, this is like probably one, the most anyone's ever listened to my music at the cinema <laughs> with the exception of like, you know, being in the screen when like, you know, that ad was playing or whatever yeah. and uh, Westward expansion was on it. But yeah, no, it was just funny. Cause the way it was mixed into the film, it was like, it was as if that's what the ch staff chose to play. And it was like yeah, as yeah. if it's playing in the cinema. And that's like, you know, there's always music playing in the cinema. People probably don't even realize. Maybe, yeah, maybe you not. Tune it out after a while. You tune it yeah. out. But like, you know, there is music just always kind of playing at the cinema. Like, you know, the staff put on stuff. Um, so it's like, it sounds like that. And that was really cool. But the way some of the songs, <laughs> like the way they were fit to certain scenes was really funny. Just like, you know, there's a mm. scene where Dusty's like, you know, talking about, you know, outside like with the new girl, Sophie talking about the yeah. outside, uh, you know, what they do outside the cinema sort of thing. Yeah. And then and, uh, like, you know, just feeling sort of like, eh. And then like, you could just hear, there's no way to where go. To go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like paranoid singing in the background. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, there's a few things like that. Like mm. breadcrumbs playing was really funny. Cause it was just like, 
kind of like that was perfect. everyone that perfectly just sitting in, in there scene. like bored because yeah. you know there's nothing to do and breadcrumbs is just like kicking it's just like yep yeah <laughs> yeah it totally worked yeah yeah, yeah. and then the, i think the final song as well like really hit yeah like it's like because it's like an emotional song it's a really beautiful song and like um the way it like lands because like if, even the first line is like um you're not the person I used to know, I think. Um, yeah. And just looking at the cinema after experiencing that day, I think it's quite relatable. And then, like, the young, too old on the credit. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Again, because a big part of the movie is aging and, like, being stuck in time. And it just fit. It's just all these, like, wonderful, like, things that happen to be perfect for each other. But mm. I, didn't, I didn't know that, writing it and filming yeah. it. It just... It was nice that it came out that way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, you know, super proud of you, man. It was like fucking Thank great, you. really well Thank done, you. and excited for people to see it. Yeah, I'm glad you could. Paul had a similar thing. Shout out, Paul, because he was worried. Oh, am I gonna be able to like detach? Is it gonna be too inside baseball? <laughs> yeah, um, but he seemed to be able to enjoy it. Um, and I'm glad, and I hope. I hope the, you know, larger reception is sort of reflective of what I got to experience the other night because it was very positive and very sweet. And I, it was, it was nice because a lot of the stuff I was worried about, I didn't have to be worried about. Like, I was just relieved as soon as, because I sat in the back with Dusty, obviously, away from people. Um, and I was just relieved when the first laugh happened yeah and yeah. then people kept laughing i was like okay no no it's very it was, funny there's a lot of good laughs like, in it yeah yeah and then it, i'm like okay so it's working on that level and then i'm like but then you can't tell when like there's a lot of like down beat in the movie sort of a lot of stuff bad moments and you can't tell if that's working because it's just quiet yeah you know it could just be awkward but those are the bits people afterwards kept talking about like the sort of sweet undertone of it Yuck, of yeah. some of the characters. So I'm glad that paid off as well. But yeah, it's weird, man. It was just a weird experience walking up to the cinema. It would have been nice if it was more of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the readograph had changed. Yeah. The poster would, the posters were up, the screens were on. Like yeah, I knew man. obviously don't bit. Um and you put that cool funny sign, the regular downstairs. Like it was just it was really weird. It was such a weird experience. Um, to see my face and name kind of on the place I've worked in the place I've worked for so long like it's weird to suddenly for it to be about me for a, for a bit yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. like going everybody on deserves that from time to time shit. man yeah yeah it, it was good um, I'm just grateful people came came out and enjoyed it it was a good time yeah yeah it's relatable feeling that way about stuff and I told you after that it was like nice to have my music in it and stuff as well and you know, to be able to write a song for it and stuff, which was just really nicely done at the end of the film. And like, just that's going to drive me like, you know, to keep pushing because, you know, that song's not out yet, but it'll have to be out. And whatever I want it, whatever form I want it to be out in needs to be kind of out by the time you're, <laughs> you're, uh, <laughs> you're deciding, hey, we're releasing this um, film. Like people are like, um, what? So, yeah, yeah, where can I get this song? Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to have to work on that. But then the other stuff, like, you know, it was like pushing me, like, you know, to get stuff done. We both were doing this at the same time. You trying to get your film done and me trying to finish my second album and, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting it done 
you know, a couple months ago. And I got a gig, like my first gig in like years this Sunday, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which I'm freaking out about, but, um, going <laughs> <laughs> to be good. Gonna be but good. yeah. Uh, but that's in the past now. Cause we're moving again into the future. Ooh. Um, and once again, Phil, uh, I think, you know, like we did last week, we can celebrate the completion of your film and a successful premiere in your 30th year. It's time for the Philiversary. Meet a boy named Phil, born in 93. Time to celebrate Philiversary. He and John are gonna take the cast to a time way, way back in the past. Phil, Phil, Philiversary. Uh, f- <laughs> fuck. I keep forgetting genuinely that sounds like a fake reaction I keep forgetting these movies in 93 last week we celebrated the true meaning of Thanksgiving which is uh, you know basically <laughs> spit roasting a couple of camp counselors you know I don't think we can use the term spit roasting <laughs> <laughs> I want to insert this uh, you know visual into people's head it's that like epic handshake meme from Predator you know like the, the Arnie oh, hands. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so you have Wednesday Adams on one arm, Jason Voorhees on the other arm, shaking hands over murdering <laughs> camp counselors. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, this week, we move past Thanksgiving with an underdog tale for the ages about people who are way out of their depth, exceeding at a very high level in a sporting event, only to fail at the very end. Spoilers. But no, Phil, it's not Rocky because... That's, you know, that's actually a Thanksgiving That's film. a different movie. Oh, yeah. shit, it is. That fight was on Thanksgiving. Why didn't we do Rocky? I don't know. We're fucking idiots. Cause, that, that bit where Paulie throws the turkey at the window. Because, you know, we, we we just hate ourselves, I guess. I don't know. I don't really get it because that would have been a way better film. But, but you know, no, we've clearly established that we're past Thanksgiving now. So get over it. Yeah. Get over <laughs> it. You've had your turkey. You're stuffed. Just... <laughs> Move on, move on to that bit in between. It's not quite, it's not, we're not to the other bit yet. Yeah, we're not quite there. But you know, we're feeling wintry. Are all of our sports movies out there, they can't all be Academy Award winners, you know? No, even when they should be. Yeah. Um, I don't know about (laughs) this (laughs) one, (laughs) but. What film are we talking about as we uh, are sucking back our poultry and. Ooh. Drowning ourselves in gravy. It means peace be the journey. <laughs> and it's cool running. <laughs> you zigging? You zagging? Oh, <laughs> Always remember, your bones will not break in a bobsled. <laughs> no, no. They shatter. So... Who wants in? We're looking for a sponsor for the first Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> Their dream was to compete in the Olympics. <laughs> but they chose a sport <laughs> they knew nothing about. Great. Very good. In a climate they had never been. Cold weather endurance is vital to building a successful sled team. <laughs> 
This is the true story of four unlikely athletes. How about I beat your butt right now? How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? Who weren't prepared for what they were about to face. It's a beautiful afternoon in Calgary. And there is a lot more coming up. Is this whole thing a big joke? I can't get my helmet on. Oh, thanks, coach. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? Leave the Bob setting to the real man. You know you're gonna have to do this on your own one day. Oh! You have no business here, Jamaica. People are always afraid of what's different. Now, 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 now! God! But they found in each other. Do you really expect these Jamaicans to qualify? The courage to give it their all. Not only are they gonna qualify, they're gonna turn some heads doing it. I see pride. I see power. And they took the whole world along for the ride. Is to follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Walt Disney Pictures presents... I am feeling very Olympic today. A story for anyone who dares to stand out in a crowd. I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from. And everyone with the courage... Cool, ready! ...to stand up for their dreams. How will I know if I'm enough? When you cross that finish line... Where did these guys come from? Jamaica! You'll know. Cool Runnings. So what are we going to name this sled? Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. That's my mother's name. Tallulah. When Jamaican sprinter Darius Bannock played by Leon. Yes. Yes, dude. Madonna? Like yes, a prayer? Like a prayer. And also fucking david ruffin from the temptations <laughs> movie i told you i was gonna be talking about a fucking music related thing that i'm obsessed with there's this really awesome uh two-part made for tv film called the temptations and he plays david ruffin and it's so fucking good as david ruffin and i wish we were talking about that film instead <laughs> Anyway, when he but we're not. <laughs> when he fails to make the Olympics due to a silly accident, he enlists dishonored coach Irving Blitzer, played by R.I.P. John Candy, the man, mm, and a much better Thanksgiving family, um, to help him to relax form relax. <laughs> the first Jamaican bobsledding team with push cart driver Sanka Coffee, played by Dougie Doug, Dougie Doug, sprinter Yule Brenner, Yule <laughs> <laughs> Brenner, played by. Malik Yoba and Rich Boy Sprinter Junior Bevel, played by Raleigh D. Lewis. Junior Bevel. <laughs> Without any sponsor, the Jamaican team fly to Calgary to participate in the 1988 Winter Olympics as massive underdogs. It's the 1993 sports comedy directed by John Turtletaub with a screenplay by Lynn Seifert, Tommy Swerdlow, and Michael Goldberg, and a story by Surfite and Michael Ritchie. Hot takes at the gate, Phil. Cool runnings. I'm just going to get out the way cool because takes. I know you can already tell cool take on that side <laughs> of the of the type cool. Um, I know. You've already told me. I know. And you're wrong. And that's bad for you. Um, <laughs> Did you rewatch I, the film, Phil? Did you rewatch I've the d- film? Because I don't want to hear this like, oh, I've watched it a lot, but you didn't rewatch it for this because you need to objectively turn your brain off. I, watch I didn't watch film. it for this, but I've literally, I have seen it within the last six months, I would say. So like, <laughs> it's always fresh. Um, and it's still great. It's a fantastic, 
movie. Quran. I love Quranic. It's great. You can say it's clouded by nostalgia. I don't think so. I think it's genuinely great. I think it's a fun, sweet movie. It's an underdog story. Sure, it's nothing you haven't nothing you haven't seen before. Done well. Got really charismatic, lovable leads. An interesting story, it's a unique story. It's based off a true story, and maybe that's probably a, a it's problem a in it. That it, it's a reach. It takes <laughs> probably what was more of a dramatic tale, um, and makes it a very cartoonish sort of kid movie. But that's also what I think is part of the charm of it. I feel like that's what you know. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, a whole generation of kids that sort of like you know had sort of grown up with it and. Um, praised it over the years. I think it's got on top form John Candy. I mean, it's just, I think it's honestly like a, one of those like a perfect like family film. Like it just, it works. Like every beat works. Got some action in it. In it. It's got a really lovely message. You call it cheesy, but it's a lovely movie about believing in yourself and unity and equality and fucking sportsmanship. And you know, and like the crisis of win, like how far you'll go to win. And how much you are without it. Like, I love shit like that. I think that's done really well. And it's just fucking funny and really quotable. And it's really good. And um, I'm sad for you that if it didn't hit the mark um, this time. Well. This time. When I was a kid. Did you grow, did you did grow like up it. with it? Yeah, no, okay. yeah, of course. What changed? I hadn't seen it in like probably over 20 years. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did love this film and I loved Dougie Doug and Leon and yeah. of course, John Candy. And yeah, even Yul Brynner and Junior Bevel were fun. <laughs> like they're great yeah. in the film together, those two. Yeah, they're good. <sighs> okay, the problems on rewatching it now, years and years and years later. Um, and this is, I'm going to add this as a caveat here because Chevy, who works at the cinema, who's in the regulars, mm. he uh, did interrupt like a conversation I was having with Max one day and was just like, well, I'm going to be on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then he was just like, start going off about Cool Runnings. And I was like, dude, yeah. I want to hear from you about Cool Runnings. I asked him to send me in a little like recording. To, so he can go off about it because I, you know, I just want to hear what his take is. This is still in my head where I'm like, I, I haven't seen. Cool I feel like Runnings. I'm being ganged up. No, on. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I I hadn't seen it again yet, so I was just like, what? This is crazy. Like, you know, Cool Runnings is a classic. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. And then I go home and watch it, and man, it's just for me not very funny anymore. <laughs> like Dougie Doug. I used to love and then mm. like I found myself just kind of annoyed at him at times. He kind of reminds me of Jar Jar Binks. Like he's just always saying stupid shit and it's just like not funny. I don't know. I didn't find him very funny at all. Mm. Uh, Leon's fine. He's a fine lead. The story though altogether, there's a lot of stuff that like I feel like they just like just weave in and out of from time like just different things like little plot points like the whole plot point about john candy like you know cheating and it just felt like it didn't matter when it was revealed that he cheated and then like later they they bring it up in a like a conversation him and leon just kind of together 
but it just like it felt like it had no weight or whatever like it felt like there was nothing to it like you know when you find you i don't know you feel like you instill your trust into someone to be like your coach and stuff and you're like believing everything they say and you're like you know being bigged up and then when you get dropped like the way they present it like this guy presents it like it's a bombshell that he cheated in the olympics and you know had his Mm. gold medals taken from him that like no one questioned that like no one more so than oh you like like scenes and scenes and scenes later probably almost an hour later in the film he goes oh yeah and you probably want to know why i cheated huh and then it was over that was it that's all like i'm like that's such a big fucking moment and it felt like there was nothing to it and there's like a lot of shit in it like i mean to be honest there's the funny some of the funniest bits in the film like i loved and julia and i were like laughing our asses off it like the east german dude like just oh, the, yeah. the total villain. Hey, fun boys. Hey, fun boys. <laughs> yeah. I, I go home, the, Jamaica. Yeah. We like, <laughs> yeah, go home, Jamaica. Jamaica. It, it was just like, it was really funny. Like at one point he he's saying, go home to go home, Jamaica, talking to like fucking Leon, which is like the exact opposite person that he had a fucking original encounter with. Yeah, it makes yeah, it's fucking horrible writing. Like he, he has this great scene with Dougie Doug in the bar. Like that scene's fun. I love the yeah, fucking the like, thing. you know, the, you know, he's line dancing and stuff and they have the fight and everything. And it's him and like, you Brenner getting in a fight with Dougie Doug and. And he, and he bigged up Junior. In the, yeah. I think that's one of the best scenes. Yeah. Leon. Pride. Leon's not power. there. You know why he's not there? Yeah. Because in, earlier in the film, when it was, you know, established that he was the driver, John Candy's yeah. like. Yes, you're not going to be there because you're going to be too busy, like, you know, you're, Yeah, your planning. teammate's going to be out drinking and you're going to be going over time. Yeah, which is great. He's not there at all. So why is he the one that he, he when he goes and he has this, like, run-in with the East German guy, like, at the fucking Olympics, the East German guy's like, go home, Jamaica, like, right to his face. And it's just, like, talking shit to him. I'm like, he's never, you've never seen he him before. He hates all of them. He's you've never seen him before. piece of shit. It's just it's generally in their direction. Like this is nitpicky. <laughs> well, it was just a lot of it's stuff. It's not gonna like be that. the like that. I don't stuff know. Is like it was not just gonna be the strongest. I just don't right? think I don't think like there was It glossed over a lot of the heavier bit because it's a fucking Disney movie. Yeah, they to be honest, like there is an original version of this film that I was like, man, I think I don't know how old I would have been when I first saw this, five, six years old, and probably last time I saw it, maybe ten or eleven. There's a, you know, there was a period there where I'm like, yeah, I love the Disney comedy version. But the original version of this film was like a low key, serious sports drama, which I think, you know, 34 year old me would have been more interested. <laughs> would have been appreciated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They they changed a lot of shit. It's just kind of silly. I don't think it plays as well now as it did 30 years ago. Um, that That's probably funny. fair. I can't. The only thing I, I can't believe is that Dougie Doug is annoying. But Paulie yeah. Shaw is fine, dude. I I am not lying. Damn I meant Paulie to say Paulie Shaw is unbearable in Son in Law, and Dougie Doug is like funny. At least the recurring the egg, like all that stuff, is funny. Are you dead? Like those jokes are funny, and he's not just being weird for the sake of weird, like making chicken sounds and stuff. I actually was going to say that I found Son in Law more funny than. Corona. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane behavior. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't find but it very fair. funny. But fair. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't play. It's it's crazy though, because like, it's not like There's Chevy. So much stuff I thought you'd like in it, like the training montages and stuff, them falling over in the ice and, you know, like 
just that, like just the whole fish out of water thing. I think it's so much fun. They're these like four Jamaican dudes yeah. <laughs> going to fucking Canada and like immediately like, you know, can't deal with the cold and like. Yeah, there's fucking, funny bits. I mean, like Dougie yeah, Doug yeah. throwing on every single piece of clothing he has is funny. <laughs> but yeah, 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 I don't know. As a whole, training in the I don't know. Like I just, it just didn't, didn't play as well. And I wanted it to. I did. I really mm-hmm. wanted it to because I, I, I was like, yeah, Chevy's crazy. This, this film is great. But I Chevy think there is a lot of people who like think fondly of this film from back in the no, day. Chevy who, who might rewatch it and just find it's not as funny as it used to be. <laughs> that's that's fair. I am I am not one of those people. I think mm. it's, it's one of those. This is like a comfort film for me. This is like a cup of tea film. This is like a Sunday doing fuck all. I could always throw on cool running, and I know I'm gonna have a good time. Maybe it's a thing of rewatching it a lot, which I didn't rewatch it a lot over the years. You know, I saw it when I was a kid, liked it. Thought, I was He's like, yeah, bigger. the fucking Dougie Doug, man. I love Dougie Doug in that shit. <laughs> I loved him in other yeah. things. Like he appeared in quite a few different things over the years, like Around Operation time, Double yeah. Drop and stuff like that. But I'm oh, afraid yeah. to rewatch that. Like that's probably going <laughs> to suck. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like it, but I was just like, man, this is not working for me. I wasn't laughing much at all. Like throughout the whole film, I felt bad. Like John Candy's just like, he's great, but like, I don't know. I just feel like the whole film just didn't play that well. Like it, it wasn't as. Nah, I, it wasn't like know. John Candy's whole like shot redemption thing worked for me, man. He goes from this like curmudgeon fucking gambler in like a piece of shit dive bar to like finally being able to like you know win gold in an earnest way at the Olympics again through the help of these young guys, and like he gets to lift them up at the same time and doing it. And I think the cheating thing, I think is a fairly important part. It's, it's not leaned on too much. It's like, you know, at the beginning that he kind of, for some reason, he's not doing that anymore and he's not alluding to it. And then it's the other coaches that tell yeah. Leon about it. And then, yeah, it sort of comes up. I get it. I think you could, it could have been probably used to like create a deeper rift but then I feel like, oh, that's a very movie thing and that's very forced where it's like, you know, the best friend always break up right before the last act. And you know they're just going to get back together for it. I, I thought it was like a fairly mature way of handling it and it was more about Doris's arc, right? Like he's going the same way. He wants to, he'll do anything to win. He pushed the whole thing to the point where he could be tempted to make a decision like that in the end. And John Candy steals it away from, yeah. like, he's the cautionary tale. Like, and it keeps it level. I mean, they don't, it goes worse. It goes way worse than you think anyway. And that ending, that ending, dude, is great. Yeah, that, the like, ending's great. Away, holding I'll, it. I'll get into but, like the real story behind it because they changed some shit for it. But yeah, yeah, I, I like, obviously I like a fish out of water story. I like a underdog tale. You know, they're kind of doing a similar thing with like the Rocky does. That's why I brought up Rocky earlier. It's a Rocky style film where coming out of nowhere, getting a chance, you know, failing at the last minute, you know, going the distance, but going the distance. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But like, it's more of the, I felt like the problem was it spent too much time trying to be funny and not leaning into moments where it could have been dramatic. Like Mm. the whole idea of, you know, John Candy's character cheating. Like, so we never really got like a good 
moment with him and these guys from his past. We barely even knew who they were. Like they bring them up and there's like, oh, like, you know, this guy and this guy, they're like, you know, working one. I guess one of the guys is a coach for the American team. And then the other guy Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, one of the judges for the event. But they don't ever really like have a moment like where they kind of it's just like animosity, like on the level, like and you get what's going on, like, but it's just like I feel like they could have done more with it. Um, So then that way, when you kind of flip it around to how he has to play that off with someone like Darice, it feels like it would have more weight. But I just felt like it had no weight at all. (coughs) And the whole idea was he was using weights in his ski. (laughs) And that's all they needed to say was that he used weights. And that's all that mattered. And then it's like, okay, cool. But you know what, Phil? The thing is, they fucked up because it's not illegal to put weights in your fucking bobsled. I looked it up. Apparently, it's encouraged. People do that shit all the time. They do it all the time. It's encouraged. Because, like, it's, you know, it'll make your fucking, you know, bobsled faster. Apparently, it's not illegal. Although, I read that on the internet. So, the internet's actually. (laughs) Phil, I got something here for you. John Turtletop, low-key boy stable director contender what did he what else did he do i'm sorry the name is not john turtletop got his uh start doing some like comedies and stuff which got him in the runnings for cool runnings and uh the film one of the big films that he did like that really pushed him over the top to get to the you know accepted to do cool runnings was three ninjas god damn it yes (laughs) and then he did cool runnings and then he did while you were sleeping a phenomenon with oh. fucking John Travolta. Oh, I see. I see where we're going. Fun, it, fun, fun, yeah. fun, dude. But, but here we go. Disney's the kid. There we go. <laughs> there we go. National Treasure. A- National Treasure Ooh. Two. Book of Secrets. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Las Vegas. The Meg. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of films very there good. that a lot of people a lot. have a, a varying very- degree of you know liking and disliking. <laughs> And emotionally for it. There's one there that I love, that we both love. Yeah. That we'll probably talk about. I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Is it Bruce? Brucey bonus? I don't it's know. Bonus. <laughs> he did Las Vegas. That feels like a Nick Braff movie. Why do I think Nick Braff made that? I feel like he made the exact same movie. He has the exact same, you know, Three Ninjas is basically Garden State, you know. <laughs> No, but like Zach Braff made that movie fucking, it was called like Going Out in Style or something. Ah. Something like that. And it was literally the same thing. It was like old guys reliving the glory days for some reason that was like a, f- a trending movie for a yeah. while. You know what I'm saying? Zach Braff's not even like old why. though. That's what I'm saying. So it's weird. All right. Zach Braff was just like, I made the, a couple of my movies and now nobody wants to see the hood touch. Make whatever. Why doesn't Hollywood want to hire me anymore? <laughs> yeah. I'll make Florence Pugh on a bike killing someone, I think, in the plot of that movie. Yeah. I mean, we're going to watch that soon. Phil, I, I do want to look up like his filmography real quick. Who's Zach Braff or John? Yeah, Kelly? minus TV shows. Has he only. Yeah, not. Not that stupid fucking podcast show he did where he doesn't understand what podcasts are. Okay, so he did Garden State, which we've done an episode on. And that was great. Yeah. He um, did. Wish X? I Was Here. Yeah, that was the one he like fundraised for. Like he. Going in style. 
that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, and then a good a good person, bad. A movie, good person. That's it. Okay. Well, I was going to say after M Night, we should just do the Zach Braff first. <laughs> you do Zach Braff extended universe. <laughs> it's you only got too many, man. It's only three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> it might, dude. I was. Re- I'm really thinking that like uh, a good person's going to be a great movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> even though it looked like a bad one. Uh, well, Cool Runnings is loosely based on the unlikely true story of the Jamaican bobsled team that participated in the 1988 Winter Olympics, but otherwise, the film is totally fictitious. About a year before Cool Running started shooting, producer Dawn Still was attempting to cast a sports drama called Blue Maga, which is uh, Jamaican slang for in a state of great distress and starvation. Originally, director Jeremiah uh, Chechik was attached, but he left the project to go make Benny and June, and Brian <laughs> Gibson came on board, but he left to go make What's Love Got to Do With It. And a year later, it was decided that it would be retooled as a comedy with John Turtletop tapped to direct. Turtletop first heard of the story of the 1988 Olympic Jamaican bobsled team when he was in film school. He said, we all thought it was both hilarious and and sort of indicative of what the Olympics was all about. In some ways, it was looked looked at as a joke. And in other ways, it looked, it was looked at as inspiring little anecdote about what made the Olympics have more character. But when you get into the cast, most of the guys, they they all kind of like had been a part of this this whole project back when it was Blue Maga. You have Leon Robinson, who's just credited as Leon, as Darius Bannock, Dougie Doug as Sanka Coffee, Raleigh D. Lewis as Junior Bevel, and Malik Yoba as Yule Brenner. Like I said, they were all like, you know, basically at one point in the original version when it was a drama, Dougie Doug said that he was sent the Blue Maga script and it was he was quite frankly bored by it. Uh, he said, my family's from Jamaica and it's quite an extraordinary story, but a dramatic take on it just really didn't work for me. I met with the director and by that time we got together, I think it went into turnaround. So he was just kind of like, oh, well. So I thought this Jamaican bobsled movie was dead. Leon and Malik Yoba both have stories of how they were cast in the original film and they had come back to audition and it was changed as a comedy and they luckily both got cast again. And Raleigh <laughs> D. Lewis was actually an intern of sorts and he was helping cast cast the movie and he was just there to kind of read with auditioning actors. But a couple of times during reading, he would uh, basically have some friends you know, that he was reading with and he just pretended he didn't know them. So he would give them a wink and then he would like you know, help them out. So you would amp up his performance to give his friends something better to work with. But at the end of the day, it kind of ended up backfiring because like at one of the reads, basically the, the, the Disney executive came and was just like, who is this guy? He's great. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> he ended up like getting invited to come to a screen test of his own. And he ended up getting the part of junior bevel. Uh, years later, I've- Lewis admitted that, he was lying on his resume about having plenty of uh, acting experience in his native <laughs> Trinidad. He was born in Trinidad, but he like basically hadn't really acted at all. He was so inexperienced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malik Yoba, you were singing the Jamaican bobsled song. Some people say, you know, them got relief. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have yes. this one there is. I know one junior. You Sanka, the fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters, go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. Yeah. Bleak Yoba actually wrote that for his audition. 
and he just kind of pretended. <laughs> really? Yeah. And they just kept it in? Yeah. Well, he said that, that really good. he said, I've got some Jamaican roots and just being around Jamaican culture, I knew that every Jamaican has a song in his heart, even if he or she <laughs> can't sing. And when I did the screen test, they said, okay, guys, you've just won the race. Go celebrate. And I pulled the song out and pretended like it was an improv, but it was actually pre-written. And then Dawn <laughs> still liked it and it ended up uh, putting it in the movie. And then it ended up on the soundtrack and I ended up getting a record deal as a result of that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a proper musician. Uh, Leon is That's as well. Thick. They both have bands and stuff and do music and yeah. So, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I said, Leon's fucking great. Like Leon is also in that thick. I want to get the name of that movie before I, because I, I always get it wrong. I would, it's not Juice. Is he in Juice as well? He's not in Juice. No, he's not in Juice. No, but he's in uh, Above the Rim. Above the Rim, yeah. Above the Rim. Yeah, with, with Tupac. With Tupac. Yeah. yeah, the streetball film. Yeah. yeah. He was also in Cliffhanger in 93 as well. So he had a, oh, he had a really good 93. He had a good night. Yeah. yeah. Um, Holy shit. That's a good movie. Yeah. We didn't talk about that in 93. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah, because you wanted to do the other... Sly Stallone film. That's true. What a banging year for Sly Stallone. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So when Disney first looked to make Cool Runnings, they were pretty high. They had a pretty high profile list of uh, celebrities in mind to play the various characters. Their dream cast list included names that were huge in the 90s, like Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, and Marlon Wayans as Doris, Sanka, Yule, and Junior, respectively. Mm. But none of those guys would agree to do the film. And Disney actually had a second list of potential cast members, which at the time was people like Jeffrey Wright, Cuba Gooden Jr., and Eric LaSalle, who's the uh, <laughs> soul glow guy right. from Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, supposedly, you know, they even had Tupac in mind, but none of those people would want to do it. Could, or, you, could you imagine yeah. <laughs> Tupac Shakur and Core Running? Going into the film, Turtle Top was clear that the cast, you know, they weren't portraying specific people because the film was like based on a true story, but the script was what Turtle Top called shamefully loose, something that he said you can't really get away with today because like with the internet and stuff, people would probably have a filled day. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in, the real, in real life, the debut team consisted of Devin Harris, Dudley Stokes, Michael White, Freddie Powell and a last minute replacement of Chris Stokes. They qualified at the 1988 Olympic Games in Calgary, Alberta. Their head coach was Howard Seiler, an Olympic bobsledder for the United States in 1972 and 1980. The team had to qualify in Austria to even make the Olympics, but they changed it in the film to shorten that aspect um, of just Mm. qualifying in Calgary because it would have been two sets of fundraising sequences because basically they had to fundraise both times to even get to the initial qualifying stage. Jamaica was disqualified by the International Olympic Committee for late entry into the competition, but pressure from several appeals, including Prince Albert of Monaco, who was competing in the event himself, led to the reversal of the the decision as opposed to the appeal by their coach as depicted in the film. Despite being presented as a metal contender and record setters in the film, Jamaica crashed <laughs> on their third and penul- um, penultimate scheduled run and struggled consistent- consistently in their uh, competition. Out of 26 contestants, they finished 24th, 25th, and 26th with times of 58.04 seconds. 
uh, 59.37 seconds and one minute and three seconds in the third round, becoming the only four-man team in the competition to post a time over one minute. They finished 26th overall with a cumulative time of just over three minutes after three runs. If they had taken part in the final run, if they hadn't crashed, they would have had to complete the course in a world record-shattering time of 48 seconds to even win a medal. So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, this film depicted them as, like, way better, better than, than they were. Yeah, yeah, way better. Also, they weren't the only tropical island nation to compete in the bobsledding, as the Netherlands Antilles had a team, and there was two teams from the U.S. Virgin Islands who competed. Additionally, the crash in real life was uh, more so due to driver inexperience and not because of some sort of mechanical malfunction like the sled breaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's like a cheap sled they get. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like in real life, they probably had a shitty cheap sled. That was probably true. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was more so like the guy who was driving wasn't very experienced. They were going too fast. They didn't really know the they course that too well. Fast, yeah. And uh, yeah, it didn't the crash. footage. Some of the footage in the movie, isn't it real? Yeah, John John Turtletaub actually used um, the actual ABC sports footage from the 1988 Olympics and incorporated it into the film, including the real footage of the crash that was heavily edited. That crash so, is harsh. So, so yeah, they... The fucking head yeah, just banging ranting. against, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they, they did have to, like, you know, go in and shoot, like, close-ups and, like, they the guys mm. did have to learn how to do basics, like, taking off and running off like you know and getting into the sled and stuff with the you know addition of probably some stunt people as well but yeah of course but yeah they they filmed some close-ups and stuff but yeah a lot of this stuff was um mixed in with actual footage from the olympics like that crash um but like in the film no one was hurt but the team actually walked next to their sled in real life instead of carrying it and they only got moderate sporadic applause instead of the like one golf clap in the back (laughs) instead of the slow clap that you know went into rapturous applause yeah god damn it no jamaica should you know what's funny though every four years at the winter olympic then somebody talking about crying could jamaica then the bump letting you know category whatever run and the commentator always mentioned it. Yeah. Many people wearing t-shirts and shit. Like it's so weird how that like really permeated. Yeah, I mean it was culture. a big yeah. thing in pop culture though. Yeah. Like, I mean it was big in the '90s. I remember the film being big, but then also like I think like even Jamaica like really, you know, obviously it's a big tourist thing. Like it probably helped course, out tourist attraction. Yeah, There's apparently a Cool Runnings Cafe or something like that. That's like. Uh, <laughs> Like a big Dougie Doug work silly thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Dougie Doug has been to it. Maybe, maybe Leon as well. But like a couple of the people were just like, "No, nah, I never really got into going to it because mm-hmm. it was like you know it's a bit too much." But Leon, I was reading this interview with Leon because it was like years later, and he was saying that like um he still has like the suit from nice. the nice. from the film, but he he he's like in storage somewhere. He was like, I would never wear. He's like, what am I going to do? Dress up as like, a, you know, a, a zombie version of myself for Halloween or something. <laughs> and he said, what yeah. I should do is just like go to the Cool Runnings Cafe dressed up and just be like, I'm I'm the actual guy. Like, seriously, it's me. I'm the actual guy. <laughs> and they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's like it was 
some of this stuff for the film, obviously it plays better if they're like seen as a laughing stock and people are like, you know, you know, having a problem with them and stuff. It's a film obviously, but in real life, apparently like most of the people in the other countries and stuff were actually really cool with them and like was really supportive of the Jamaican team because it was like, Mm -hmm. it was like seen as this like, Whoa, this like Jamaica. Wow. That's crazy. Like they're in this competition. Like, why are they in a bobsledding competition? That's crazy. But yeah, if anything, like all the people are in all the other Olympians were really supportive. Like they weren't assholes. <laughs> you don't belong <laughs> that's not interesting here, for the movie. Get out yeah. of here, fun boy. The whole time, Julie and I were just like thinking of the guy from Always Sunny, like um, the Euro like roommate or whatever that like moves into Dennis's place when Mac moves oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's accent was hilarious. It's so funny. Because he's like a Canadian dude, the the guy who played that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Not German. You have an evil German. Um, The history of their coach being a cheater with the American team was also a complete fabrication. It was all fake. That was just a way of building some death into the movie character. Um, John Candy obviously plays Irv Blitzer. Raleigh D. Lewis said that Disney originally wanted Kurt Russell to play Coach Blitzer. <laughs> really? Yeah, but John Candy was really interested in doing the film. Lewis said that uh, they had not imagined John Candy at all. And in hindsight, they've taken a lot of credit for it, probably. I remember we were mm. in Calgary doing the training and John Candy pulled us aside. Uh, he said that he was just excited about the movie. He said, listen, I'm from Canada. I was there. Disney have no idea of the power of this film. They just think that this is a little movie on their hands to make a little uh, <laughs> a little video cache for Disney and then move on to the next. Yeah. And Candy, like, he took a pay cut to do the film because he was interested he, in it. He believed in yeah, that shit. He did. knew. Which actually it fell off onto Raleigh D. Lewis as well because he said that he knew that the film was going to do like 60 or 70 million in the US and it'll do even better in um international markets and most people like were like really you think it's going to do that (laughs) that in a second uh yeah john candy invited his co-stars to dinner and he played a song for each of the members of the bobsled team that felt best represented their characters dougie doug remembered that he picked some sort of rolling stone song for sanka um but yeah it was sadly his last film that he did in his lifetime Um, Dark, man. Well, really the last that one to come out, out in, his in his lifetime. Yeah. Because yeah. he did like Wagons East. Wagon, the cowboy yeah, one. Yeah. A few he months died later. during that. Yeah. And then Canadian Bacon came out the year after. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, there was like a couple of films he was working on. That's a shame, man. Like, yeah. I mean, we've bigged up John Kenny many times on this podcast for Home Alone, for Spaceball, for Plane, Train, and Automobile. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it just. Um, have we done an Uncle Buck episode? We've talked about Uncle Buck. Yeah, I don't think we have, but Uncle Buck is pretty but classic. That, yeah. Very classic. Like, yeah. just, and he's amazing, and he always steals the show. He's just brilliant, and it's just, it's sad. He's not around anymore. I wasn't around longer because he's just such a, seemed like such a sweet, funny man. And, like, just yeah. in, in, you know, like, radiate warmth in the performance, even though he's kind of playing an arsehole for most of it. And it totally, I think it worked better at this Dude, like again, could like physically, like doesn't look like an Olympic athlete. Yeah, but that works better because again, it's thirty years later and he's completely down and out. It 
that like he ends up bringing a lot to it and even if there's a lot of that stuff is fabricated I mean he committed to it like that scene that scene where he goes to the board yeah, and trying to convince yeah. him to reverse the decision it's really fucking good it's really like powerful just on his part it, the fucking board is like comically evil the, the British guy is <laughs> like I'm afraid not you know, blah, blah, blah. and he literally looked like a little fucking imp from another dimension yeah um but yeah he's just really believable and powerful in that moment and he's uh, he's just great it's just really great i can't imagine i genuinely i can't imagine anyone else being in it and i love kurt russell that's a lot for me to say but john candy he's the guy yeah i i I do like him a lot and obviously he definitely elevates the film but like yeah i i do find all those like all the fucking bad guys even even though the the evil german east german guy is hilarious that's so funny so funny but like a lot of the a lot of like just like the bad for the sake of being bad like in this film Mm. with these characters just over the top it's like why oh it's way so ridiculous yeah yeah john turtletop actually got upset with the cast uh, when they staged a mini protest over putting a spliff inside of a snowman's mouth, Dougie Doug admitted that they were like all taken up for themselves and they were taking themselves very seriously. And uh, they were asked to put a spliff, like, you know, I guess it's Jamaican stereotype, like, yeah. you know, into the snowman's mm-hmm. mouth and they refused. And uh, he said, like, you know, in retrospect, I'm pretty sure John Turtle Tabo agreed that the movie did fine without the scene. <laughs> <laughs> But there was also like a scene that they, sh- I think they actually shot where uh, Sanka apparently like had a f- sexual fling with uh, a couple of, you know, Scandinavian giant. snow bunnies or whatever. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Which is very fucking weird. I think um, cut out. Yeah. And that was cut out. But yeah, this is, this is funny. All right. So another thing that's kind of funny about this film and it's sort of like at times distracting are the terrible Jamaican accents. And, uh, I was going to originally like just be like, man, the accents are fucking bad. But part of the reason actually seems to be that like it's Jeffrey Katzenberg's fault because fatigue, like coaching them. Well, <laughs> you know, he's a studio head at Disney and he insisted that Turtle Tob like get those accents like under control because they were sounding too Jamaican and <laughs> they were much. difficult to understand. And I think there was a big thing of like, what about people in like Utah? How are they going to understand the Jamaican accents and stuff? So John Turtletop said that he told me, unless I got the guys to speak English, like Sebastian the Crab from the Little Mermaid, I'll basically never work at Disney ever again. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. That's why. There was also under the (laughs) sea. There was also a studio note that was given to Leon that he should speak like a Jamaican Aladdin. It's like, what the fuck did that mean? Yeah. I think that was just the thing. It was just like dumb notes. It's like, what does that mean? What is your Jamaican Aladdin? What do you mean? (laughs) That makes no sense. You know what? I think that doesn't make any sense. And I mean, maybe it's just me. I'm fucking ignorant. I don't know enough Jamaican people. I I don't think they're a bit all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I don't always see them as bad, but yeah, I can see they've definitely toned down, like every sort of accent, definitely toned down and for bad reasons. But this will come up again in the next one. 
in the next week episode. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And they're better than that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, so there ah, we go. Yeah, next week's episode. <laughs> like, I... I had a clue. There's a Jamaican accent in it. By somebody who's not Jamaican. And it really Someone just... Someone has a shame no, it brings down. Yeah, so it has no yeah. business pretending they're Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different time. Different People are, like, racking their heads. It was they're the like, 80s. Is there, is there a Chet, Chet Hanks film? What film was oh Chet God, Hanks in? Chet Hanks. Almost he in. You've done that. You've done, you done TikTok. Is that it? <laughs> We're going to just be reviewing Chet Hank TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. What did he make? Well, let's get into music a little bit. I am feeling very Olympic today. How about you? You know, as expected, you, you even did the you know, still drums at the beginning. Um, yeah, so, you know, as expected, Cool Runnings, you know, will feature a fair amount of Jamaican music from artists such as Jimmy Cliff and to Tony Rebel. Um, the soundtrack includes a score contributed by Hans Zimmer, of all people. There we go. Yeah, recognizable name right there. But it was released in Sony, like through Sony in 1993 and was bought by fans across America and Europe. One track in particular caught the public's imagination in a big way. Singer Jimmy Cliff's cover of the song I Can See Clearly Now from the movie turned it out to be a bonafide chart topper, reaching top 40 in the UK, France, and Canada. And yeah, it's just fucking solid little film. Do you have any other songs in the film that you like besides the Jamaican bobsled song? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Thanker's song. It's got, it's got like that very Disney soundtrack where it kind of sounds exactly where it should sound like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just, when I hear it, I'm like, I feel very comfortable. Like, I'm home. I can, like, it. I'm surprised they didn't and somehow squeeze it, it, under the sea into this film. <laughs> oh, that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's even that. Yeah. That. They had to fight for the <laughs> not the spliff in the snowman joint, and not to have any under the sea in there. Yeah, like I'm just so confused. Like it's a Disney movie, and they made it as dumb as possible. And then like they, you're a decom guy. They're and this fighting. is like a proper decom dude, like movie. If you think of it this like is that, is not a decom film, dude, at all. At yeah, all. it's better That's crazy. than. It's, it's better than those movies, it has, but I'm saying it's that it has vibe. No, it has no vibes of a decom. It had no children in it. Had no. It had those vibes. It definitely had those vibes. <laughs> it's one of those. It's a bit silly. It's a bit ridiculous, but it's funny. And it's just, it's got that sound and look of a nighty Disney movie. You know, it's very particular. It's too pre-decom to be a decom film, though, because like there's no like edge to it. You know, it's too goofy. You know what I mean? Like the decom films mm. always had like they would have like been like because the whole like thing is these guys weren't bobsledders. They were runners and then they became bobsledders as mm. just a last ditch effort to make it to the Olympics because it was just I got to be yeah, in the Olympics. Can. I got to be in the Olympics. And yeah. the the thing with a decom film is they would have been like so gnar that they would have been like so into like being like they would have not been sprinters originally. They would have been like, I don't know, fucking, I don't know. What's like, what's an extreme like downhill sort of thing? Like where you're yeah, in like, a cart. Like, 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 
<laughs> you're, you're in like, a cart based uh, thing, you know, or something. Yeah, like, uh, what do you call it? It's uh, like Johnny like Tsunami. Like, like what Tanker does. He's like yeah, a he's a box. push cart. Like a, yeah, dude, what happened to that? Like, I was. Uh, what? I, he I went to the Olympics fil- instead. No, I was watching this film. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with, like, the film. I was just saying I was Dang. watching the film, and, you know, he's like a, <laughs> box, a box cart. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> no, what I was going to say about Johnny Tsunami, like Johnny Tsunami got gnar on the fucking waves, like as a surfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, fuck, I had to move to a frozen place. What am I going to do? And then like the dude from, you know, the famous Jet Jackson introduces him to fucking snowboarding, bruh. And then he could still be gnar. He could still be gnar. Stop saying gnar. <laughs> It <laughs> like you- <laughs> could be Narbra, Narbra. Narbra, Narbra. What's that fucking penguin movie, man, with Shia LaBeouf? I don't know. Fucking. It's happy, tough stuff. Happy tough stuff. It's plot in Johnny Tsunami. Um, Johnny Tsunami was first. So there. They ripped off. Doesn't doesn't make it better. They doesn't ripped it off. It Johnny Tsunami's great. I, how dare you? <laughs> 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 it's got Shang Shung in it, man. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> oh, so what, what I was was going to say, I was watching that scene with the downhill race, the boxcar race mm. or whatever. And I was like, what happened to that as a thing? Like boxcar derbies, like, you know, it used to be a th- like in the 90s, especially it was in every yeah, yeah, cartoon. Yeah. Like the Simpsons yeah, had Simpsons, one. Yeah. Doug had one. It was like, yeah, it was it's so really many, weird. I think Very like, specific. hey, Arnold had one. It was in the Little Rascals movie as the end yeah, piece, I like bet, the whole fucking I, film like what happened feel, to that? I feel like Recess had one. I'm surprised Dennis the Menace didn't have one. <laughs> Maybe one of the sequels. <laughs> like, cause I, I said it out loud while we were watching. I was like, what happened to boxcar derbies, man? That was like crazy. It was like something like it was like I never got to do it as a kid, but I like I was always like, Man, this seems so fun. I want to make a fucking boxcar and crash. And uh Julia was just like, Yeah, like um this so this girl that she supports, like her mother's like boyfriend. She said that he's always just sitting around watching these on TV. And I'm like, what? Like, people do that? Like, people still it's do still it? It's on TV? Like, people watch that? I need to do I need to be on this. <laughs> That's funny. I feel yeah. I feel like she's going to be like, no, too many too many kids died, so they had to stop. <laughs> it seems like a really extreme sport for, like, a, chill, for like a thing that seems to mostly be operated by children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like organized and also conducted by children. Okay, one thing that never made sense in in the film was sort of like a you and you said you liked it, um, but it's sort of like a running thing throughout the film, and uh, it never really like made. They never really explained it. I don't remember at least, it, but you know, it's in the boxcar scene. He has it, and he constantly has it throughout the film. Lucky egg, the lucky egg, snack time. There's something about that look you gave to me I know you can only mean one thing It's snack time In the morning It's snack time In the evening It's snack time I can't wait for you It's snack time Um, 
Well, Phil, you know. You go first. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday Yeg. was Thanksgiving. We're recording this on the 24th of November. I didn't do it like I said last week. I wasn't going to do like a crazy meal, but I did do you know, a little thing, chicken, like I said I was going to do, but I made a couple of sides, and one of those sides is deviled Ooh. eggs. Oh, my little devil boy. So I got a little leftover good. deviled egg here. That looks real good. And I'm going to have that. And this is just a pure laziness of a leftover. Yeah. So just Eat wait it. until next week. It's even Eat worse. It. <laughs> so gross. Sorry. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Fucking deviled good. eggs. Hello? Welcome. I like a good deviled egg. Yeah. I never have the patience to make one, but when they're like there, love it. <laughs> love a deviled egg. They're so easy to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah. I, if I make an egg, it's scrambled. Always. Yeah. Scramby eggs. Scramby eggs. I've gotten Scramby really eggs. good. Like, I, I, I've always talked up my egg game, you know, and I'm good at yeah. making devil yeah, yeah, eggs. Yeah, you have, actually. I'm good at scramby eggs. What did we? What did we have scramby egg for? We both had it. Uh, was it like Groundhog Day or something? No, no, it was no. um Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Scramby eggs. <laughs> scramby eggs. That's yeah, where yeah. scramby eggs came from. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Um, um, yeah, no, I've I've, okay. I've really upped my game lately, man. I'm like getting really good at doing omelets as well. You know? Oh, fucking can't can't be stopped. Um, <laughs> and I won't be stopped. But no, I uh, give me my rating scale, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep digging. Um, so your one leftover deviled egg. Um, how many? How many dollars are you paying Sanka to shut up? Oh, um, deep cut. I don't even remember that quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're fundraising, right? And like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, I'll pay you a dollar to sing- shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know what? Four dollars. I would give it a four dollars. I would give it a five because I love a deviled egg, especially like give everything five, especially <laughs> especially the post um, Thanksgiving <laughs> leftover sort of thing. Because yeah. man, Thanksgiving's great. There's so many good foods. Yeah, it's good. Um, but I did accidentally put a tea bit too much vinegar in it. You know, and it's a little too vinegary, just a little bit. So it's, it takes it down a, that's a point. That's that, that, that usually your f- flaw that you put too much in the kitchen. How do you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I have a feeling. How did you know that? <laughs> what do you have? I have... Um, a boiled egg. I, have, uh, <laughs> I should have got a fucking Kinder Egg or something, but I feel like I've done that like a lot. I have... We're talking... I didn't think of the egg. Which was a very good shout, actually. Um, I thought we're talking cool running. We're talking the Winter Olympic. It's a winter, it's a festive movie, but not Christmas-y. It's not Thanksgiving-y, but very wintry. Yeah. But we're talking ice. Ice. We're talking Eskimo, igloo, ice, frozen treat. Yes. And I have... A slush puppy. Slush puppy. <laughs> slush puppy. <laughs> I got one of these ice pops. I know, it's fucking massive. Dusty always had these ice pops in the ghost. She's a big fan. But this is the purple one, which she said is the worst one. Um, but I don't really know what flavors they are. They're meant to be. They're really long and they're kind of hard to eat. So you just kind of suck on it until it starts to melt and then you can eat it. Yeah. So. 
Mm. I think you're supposed to leave it out to melt for a little bit. Yeah, that thing looks. There we solid go. Look at that rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see what you mean. It's not great. The flavor. Um, it's all right. It's just not. Not something you should be having like basically in December. Yeah, yeah. It's too <laughs> you know cold what I mean? <laughs> like this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Like to have a frozen treat. Yeah. You know, on a really cold day, my yeah. hands are already fucking freezing. Um, they're all right. I'm not big on like ice pops and shit. Just like watery, sugary thing that you just you know stuck on. Yeah, I'm. I'm on that. But this is okay. The flavor is a bit weird. A bit like sour. Julia, um, Julia, like hates. I think that I don't really dig all those frozen, you know, ice pop things and stuff. I like ice cream. Yeah, I like, like ice cream as well. And lollies yeah, and shit. I'm not, I'm not into big, lollies. I'm not big on I used to like them as a kid, but not not a fan. Like if I'm going to be like, you know, looking in a, you know, a freezer at a supermarket and get to choose between that or like, you know, an ice pop or like a, you know, a magnum, a magnum I'm going to go magnum. <laughs> like yeah. always ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's um, and it's like suggestive, you know. Yeah. Uh, how many? Well, I mean, how many slow claps are you getting? <laughs> it's an awkward round of applause. I'm giving it like two, two, <laughs> maybe two, two and a half. Uh, no, it's not my thing. I, yeah. I don't think I would have it again. And now look how much it left. Okay. I can't leave it. Yeah, I've opened it now. Listen, quiet. Just uh, you go on. You finish the just episode. I'll just go ahead and just. I'll be still eating the, in the down. next one. Yeah, shove it down in there and just put it back in the freezer. Just I could just eat it, but like that's weird. <laughs> People who like just take bites out of lo- like lollies. What the fuck? What <laughs> yeah. are you doing? You know what, I'm what are you doing? Yeah, that's not what it's for. Also, it's just weird. Like, I feel like you know I'm gonna need a like, root, root canal after doing something like that as mm. well. It's just like ah, oh, my teeth. So the f- <laughs> I just start thinking about a line from the regulars, where like Dusty's like, and you were um, talking about cold water, like your your little. Thing oh, about- I'm complaining about the warm water. Yeah, the warm water people. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that hadn't annoyed you. Yeah, I mean to be honest, in a rush, in a rush, fucking annoying. It is very annoying. You're like fuck you. Yeah, I think it's the like thing people is- who order tea. You'd- I'm sorry, you can drink tea. It's all good. And any other any other time of day. During a rush, you know, it's really annoying to go get tea at the yeah. cinema, to go make it. <laughs> yeah. And it's really time consuming. So don't order fucking tea. <laughs> if get you're, a coffee. You know, get a coffee like a real person. <laughs> uh, well, the film was shot in Calgary in Jamaica <laughs> in February and March of 1993. The cast and the crew filmed in Calgary first to take advantage of the snow. And then they filmed in Jamaica at Discovery Bay in Kingston. Dawn Still was on set every day in both Calgary and Jamaica. And according to Leon, still worked on a second unit for a while. And then she said, never again. I never want to direct. <laughs> hmm. Cool Runnings was released in October the 1st, 1993, and would go on to be a surprise. Oh, shit. Earning six days before, six days before the film anniversary. It would go on to be a surprise hit, earning $68.9 million in the United States and Canada, and an additional $86 million internationally for a worldwide total of $154.9 million on a $17 million budget. So it was a big fucking hit. 
And yeah, Raleigh D. Lewis was right. He said that it would make anywhere from 60 to 7 million, 60 to 70 million in the US and then uh, it would do better worldwide and it'll be over 100 million. So mm. that's a pretty good shout, man. He got it on the fucking button. It's a film with universal appeal. Yeah. I feel bad. Like, I don't want to say that I don't appreciate this kind of story, Phil. Like, I think it's a great well, that's story, what I mean. great message, you know? <laughs> great message yeah it's just like i feel like it was executed kind of poorly wrapped up in bullshit yeah it's just yeah. like let's let's just make it so funny like oh it's got to be so funny it's like it doesn't have to be that funny all the time <laughs> like i'm fine with sanka being a silly character but it's like constantly it's like there's mm. no serious moments at all even when he has like That's a serious true. moment with but he does have a serious Leon, moment it's like very it's like it's still very silly have you but like it's the Ninja Turtles. I actually was going to say they are the Ninja Turtles. They are literally, they are Ninja literally the Ninja Turtles. That? Leon the leader, He's Anchor, l- Mikey, yeah. your Brennan, Raph, yeah. and Junior and Donnie. Absolutely. Like the nerd- like it I was going to say that, they are the that, Ninja Turtles. That literally, that the Ninja Turtles doing Rocky. And John Candy. And bad. How do you not love this movie? Then? Because it's not and John good. John Candy is Splinter. It's not oh. as good. <laughs> You're just reminding me how much I love it. I'm it's not it as good. <laughs> It's just I don't you know. Chevy, it doesn't wrong. hold up Tuck as well. I just don't think it holds up as well. I don't know. Like I like the idea. I love. Fair enough. I love I the can't idea make it work of the Jamaican team. Mm. I just wish it was like serious. I don't know. I feel like I it's like a Zoolander it. is a situation. Dude, Zoolander was so bad. Oh my god. Zoolander is not bad. It's so just bad. not the film you it want it to be. Funny. You, cause, Cause you watch it and you're like, this should have been a mockumentary. Yeah. Should, you know, should have been like <laughs> the original sketching. But it's good on its own. It's funny. Bad. <laughs> bad for you. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking there was like there's so many films like that that are just like they could have been better if they were done a different way. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good thing, then, but that yeah. wouldn't be fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Films that would have been better. I mean, this, this was done during the fucking, not Dan Romanek, the other one, the McPherson yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah. It's like, these could be really good, and there's good stuff in there, but then a way better version mm-hmm. in there. But speaking of the Dan Romanek thing, someone was like, hey, it would be cool if they made a really cool mockumentary of something like UFO, like people who've been abducted by UFOs and stuff. So, I mean, yes, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for my next movie. No, I'm, I'm doing Cool Running too. You're doing Cool Running too. <laughs> yeah. But if them, they're raising their kid to be the next Jamaican pop <laughs> And then that one's going to be you know way too serious. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna be great. Gonna yeah. Be great. No, I I just wouldn't even put it past Disney. It will be a made for Disney Th- Plus TV they're, show. They're definitely working on that shit right <laughs> now, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They just did another season of the Santa Claus. They did that Hocus yeah. Pocus two. They did like Dis- Disenchanted two. Like the Mighty Ducks just, TV show. Yeah, just, and none of these are good. Like, just stop doing it. It's just a pure. Nostalgia bait. Yeah. So for sure. And Cool Running has like a decent cult following, I think. Well, that's why we need to like, if you like it so much, we need to tell everyone who likes Cool Runnings, 
And this is my idea. To knock it to, off. To knock it off. <laughs> just yeah. say you've rewatched it. It's not good. No, and I then Disney cool, will never do a Cool Runnings 2 or I a want, shitty made no, for Disney no. Plus TV show. No, I want it. I want a Cool Runnings 2 made for Disney Plus where there's a CGI ghost of John Candy. <laughs> they just like hire like, you know, Jason Reitman or something like that to come. Yeah, in. yeah. Shout out Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. <laughs> Did you, speaking of Ice, did you see the trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, I did. It made me just go, all right. I'm a, I appreciate that they're doing something new. He's very nice, but God, I'm, I don't want to go back into that world. Uh, I think like a lot of people like were like, I, I was talking to Luke about it and he was just like, he was really excited. Why is everything like, cold? Why is it just like Frozen Empire? What is that? Well, it's like, he said it was like basically kind of like an episode of the Ghostbusters TV show. Like the real Ghostbusters. Mm. Like I didn't that realize was, that's what we were doing. So that's kind of the vibe for that. But um, I don't Make know. Make a TV show then. I just don't think they need to be making Ghostbusters films anymore. No. They didn't even need to make that last one. I actually They should have gone to hell. It was they should have finally do it. Yeah. Yeah. Going to hell would be fun. Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> the Ghostbusters go to hell would be go a to hell. great, great title. And they kill the, and they kill the rest of It's <laughs> Just like Jason Voorhees down there. It's like, no, this is my title. <laughs> yeah. I go to hell. You don't go to hell. <laughs> and bang, Egon is there and they just like shake hands. That was two. <laughs> the predator. Two Jason Voorhees references. <laughs> yeah, you're in. You're in, man. You're on your yeah. Friday the 13th kick right now. Uh, I don't even know. Like, that's I think it. that's it. That's it. Let's move yeah. on. Um, you know, you know Phil, what's around the corner? It's it's that time, man. It's officially winter time. It's already that time. Isn't that and, uh, sad? Christmas is pretty much here. The year went by so quickly. Yeah, I can't believe. Really terrifying how fast and depressing. This year went by. Mm. <laughs> Another year closer to the My our life. foot in the grave. You know, closer <laughs> okay. to the grave. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Jason Voorhees reference is on. Yeah, I'm ready to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I finished my album. That's all oh, I need to do. Just finish it. And now it's time to go. I'm done. I have nothing yeah. else to offer this world. <laughs> Ended there. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll be back. Uh, you know, we're getting into Christmas time, guys. And uh, we're going to begin something that's going to be called Naughty Nice. And over the next three weeks, we'll be taking picks from our backers over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast, where we've given them two options, a naughty Christmas movie or a nice Christmas movie to choose from. So you'll have to see what wins next week by listening to the episode next week, even though we've already you know given it because we're recording it next. Um, and if you want to take part, head over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Subscribe. You get bonus content there. You can contact us there because I don't really use social media that much anymore. Um, and you can get bonus content, like I said, but you can also vote on the following two weeks. And vote. Just vote. Exercise your, your right. free will. Your, and it's a, you know, this podcast, it's a democracy. Yes. And we want... <laughs> <laughs> And we'll definitely, you know, <laughs> listen definitely to listen whatever to the, the vote Yeah, from. what you say. Despite you the say fact. We'll go. Despite the <laughs> fact as we're recording this, we've already decided what next week's episode is. No, no, that's not true. I did put out the that's polls. Not true. I put out the polls already. So we already there, know. So I do know what wins next week. This is too cold. Okay. Hey.